Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Fear of success. That is today's Evox topic. And so just a reminder, I've been working through a series on barriers to growth. And so over the last four weeks, some of the topics I did were recurrent feelings of overwhelm, lethargy, fears around unworthiness of success, dissociation patterns, and today I did an evox on fear of success. And so getting right into it, the first thing that came up in my mind as I started this session around why do I have a fear of success is that If I'm successful, what will happen? I'll be busy. And if I'm busy, what will happen? I'll get sick. I told you, we're jumping right into it. (laughs) But this is really what literally came up in the very first output of the session is there is a subconscious connection in my mind with being busy, working too much, and getting sick. And instantly what came back to my mind again was remembering my mom's illness when we were children. I actually mentioned this in a previous episode, which I'll link below as well, because this topic did come up around work and a fear around if I work too much, I'll get sick and die. (laughs) And so clearly this experience when I was younger, seeing my mom so sick was far more impactful than I've ever realized. And so just to recap, right after my parents got divorced, my mom moved to a small little place in Sun City and she was working 12-hour shifts. And I actually talked to her about this again recently to get more of the details. And what she said was that she was actually bleeding vaginally for two years straight. And for any woman listening, just imagine being on your period nonstop for two years straight. Obviously, that is a huge health concern and something that my mom said is that on the weekends when we would go with my dad, she was actually going to the hospital to get blood transfusions. And I remember her telling me that she was literally thinking to herself in her mind, I can't die. I cannot die because if I die, these three little kids are going to be left with their dad whom really is not capable financially, emotionally of raising these children. I definitely remember snippets of that period of time. I remember seeing her sick. I don't know that at this point I can recall thinking, oh, mom is going to die. I don't think it was that explicit in my young mind. I was probably four or five years old. But bringing it back to present day and over the last few years, really since I left college and had to work for money every single day, I was so grateful, you know, through 
high school through college to not need to have a job. I did have some jobs in college, but it wasn't, I didn't need it because I was in college. I had scholarship. My parents were so great to also supplement us a little bit. And so this pattern around work really didn't show up until I entered the workforce as a, you know, fully fledged adult fresh out of college. And how did this subconscious fear present itself for me? Looking back, and especially even now, I think it presents itself in a few different ways. One is I've had a really negative relationship with work in that I've never (laughs) been super excited about it, even though there's so many things I love to do. And honestly, all of the work I've done over the years or all of the ways in which I've made money over the years have actually been fun and fulfilling and things I was interested in, but it was always such a burden. And this, again, this is something I touched on a little bit in the previous episode was I think there was, there's a real black and white connection in my mind to work. And I think I have a real negative connection with work in my mind because as a kid, I observed that work made my mom super, super sick. Work, I think I connected work with my dad as being like work always took precedent over us. And also he was super, super unhealthy and never took time for his own health. And then my stepdad work was just all he did. And I think now seeing it was more of the scapegoat and a way for him to not need to connect so deeply and emotionally with the people around him. So what I realized in this Evox session was I did not have a single model to demonstrate to me what it would look like to have a healthy relationship with work. And so as a young child, I think I really started to develop these subconscious beliefs that either work is going to kill me or work is going to take me away from my family. And it's either or. Either you do work and these things happen or you don't work. There's no in between. And I think that's manifested itself in... Even though now, especially now, having my own business, doing these things I love so much, I still find myself encountering resistance fairly regularly of not wanting to do work. Even though I can literally consciously go, look, Leanne, you love doing these things. This is fun to do. So why are you avoiding it? And I think it comes back to some of those subconscious roots. The other way that I've seen this pattern, particularly the subconscious fear around work will kill me and or or if I get too busy, I'm going to get sick. I think that has showed up in the sense that honestly, I have this fear of being tired. And whenever I <laughs> feel tired or start to get tired, or if I wake up tired, it's like this sense of dread around it. And I honestly go, oh my gosh, I need to take the day off. I need to rest. I need to recover. And it doesn't make sense. It's okay to be tired. I know that consciously. I know that if I wake up a little tired, it is not the end of the world. I'm going to make it through my day. I'll be able to recover. Bad things aren't going to happen. But the way that I feel when I'm tired emotionally is there's such a shroud of fear around it. And I do think it connects back to really seeing how sick my mom was. And I think probably on a subconscious level, I was absorbing 
how scared she was of dying. So I do think some of this subconscious belief around work and being tired and getting sick comes from observing that actually happening with my mom, observing my dad being super unhealthy and work always took precedent over everything, even his health. However, I do feel as though some of this is absorbing the fears of the parents, which we know children can do subconsciously. It's not something that we're aware of, but children can absorb the fears of the parents as a way to help them try and carry that burden or ease that burden for the parents. And I feel like there was some of that going on where subconsciously I was absorbing my mom's fears of getting sick and dying and leaving her three children to be, you know, cared for by someone who was not up to the task. One of the things I've learned over the last year or so reading books on generational trauma is that a really key indicator that there might be a generational trauma going on or contributing to a certain pattern is when there's nothing you can point to in your own life that would explain why you have this fear or this belief. And so in my case, I do think there's, there is something that happened in my own life, which is that I observed my mom being really, really sick. And I think my childlike brain connected that to work and working too much. However, I think there was maybe also a component of the generational trauma in that I, absor- I absorbed her own fear. But in many instances with generational trauma, for example, maybe a person has an incredibly intense fear of water and they've never had a scary experience with water themselves. They've never observed something scary happening with water. And then they come to find out that their great grandmother died from drowning. So that is a really clear case of generational trauma that's now presented itself in present day generations because it was unresolved and unprocessed. So I say that because if you're noticing that you have a fear or a pattern that you can't pinpoint any origin point in your own specific life, there may be an element of generational trauma going on here. And the two books that I highly, highly recommend, I think everyone should read these books at some point in their life are, first, It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin, and I'll link both of these in the show notes. And the second one, which I'm reading right now, and it's fascinating, is Emotional Inheritance by Galit Atlas. So bringing it back to the Evox session, what I did in the actual session was I imagined having a conversation with my mom and expressing my fears, expressing my emotions and just kind of talking with her and saying, I'm so sorry you had to experience this. It was scary for me. It was scary for you. And I'm so sorry for everything that happened in your life that led you to this point. I think I was also carrying a lot of her pain in that sense of a marriage that didn't work out, feeling abandoned, whatever the things were and the heaviness that led to that point, feeling like a single mother desperately 
sick, fighting for her life to protect her children and how scary that must have been. And then I just was saying thank you. Thank you so much for fighting so hard to live because it is scary to think what my life would have turned out to be, what my brother's lives would have turned out to be if my mom had died and we had been left to be raised by my dad who truly wasn't capable. I, I, I really shudder to think what would have happened. I don't think it would have been pretty. And so her fighting for her life physically by doing what she could to take care of herself and also emotionally. I think that just emotional commitment to I cannot die. I will not surrender to this. And I really do think that is what got her through it. And in saving her own life, I think she saved ours as well. And so then I just had a conversation with myself saying, this isn't my fear anymore. I can release this fear of being busy. I can release this fear of being tired. Being tired isn't always going to lead to a life-threatening illness. And if I do start to get busy and I'm starting to feel run down, I trust that I can put boundaries in place and take care of myself and push pause if I need to enable in order to recover, but I don't need to be afraid of feeling even slightly tired because it's not going to kill me. It's okay to feel tired, actually. It can feel good to feel tired after a hard day's work where you really applied yourself and poured your soul into what you're doing. And so I imagined this burden, this fear of getting tired, this fear of work draining me and ultimately killing me. And at first, oftentimes what I do when there's an element of, you know, we've picked up a fear of the parent, oftentimes with clients, I'll imagine them giving that fear back to the parent or setting it at their feet so that the parent can decide if they want to take it up or not. And this is all just in our mind's eye. But it was interesting because in this case in particular, I imagined it was this like big log that I had been carrying across my shoulders. And at first I was imagining giving it back to her and kind of putting it at her feet. But then the very next thought in my mind was, but this isn't hers to carry anymore either. She doesn't need to have this fear anymore because she's not in that environment anymore either. And so the visual that was coming to me in my mind's eye was my mom and I standing on a bridge over a running stream and I, we both had this big log in our hands that represented this fear of getting sick, this fear of dying. And both of us threw our logs off the bridge into the stream and watched them float away. And after that mental imagery is when I had a releasing pattern. And so then I just did one more round of output or biofeedback. And what I was doing in that was visualizing and imagining how would it feel to not be afraid of being tired? How would it feel to, I was imagining waking up and feeling a little bit tired, but in my mind going, oh, it's okay. Like I can get through this day still. I have plenty of energy to do all the things I want to do today. 
and imagining still kind of working through that little bit of tiredness and feeling good about it, not feeling dreadful about it, which is up until this point how I felt. You know, if I woke up feeling tired, it really was this sense of dread and this sense of, oh God, I'm going to have to get through today and I need to rest. And oh my gosh, if I'm feeling this tired, I need to allow myself to rest while I have the opportunity. And I think there might have even been a subconscious belief under there of there may never be a chance to rest again. And so if I have one now, I better take it, which again might have been something I picked up from my mom as well, that she maybe felt like I'll never get a chance to recover. I'll never get a chance to rest. I'll never have energy again. Maybe, maybe I'll be, feel this way forever. So This is something that I've started doing with clients is ending the session on a positive visualization or internal dialogue where we're sort of telling ourselves that new story because oftentimes a client can have a releasing pattern. You can have a releasing pattern at any point in the session. I don't know when a releasing pattern is going to happen or it may not even happen. And so Either way, when it comes time to end the session, I like to do one final output or one final round of that positive visualization or internal dialogue so that we can really, even if we haven't had a releasing pattern, we can start to give the subconscious that new story and that visualization of what it might feel like to shift into a different pattern, what it might look like to shift into a different pattern. This is one that I am really excited to track because it is certainly something that I have struggled with for, like I said, since college, which was 2016. So five, six years now (laughs) struggling with this pattern of really self-sabotage. And when I get tired, I I don't want to work that day. I take the day off. I don't work too hard. I don't do too much because I'm afraid of getting tired. And so I'll, you know, even if, even if consciously I'm so excited to work on a project, I'll like force myself to stop because that there's that deeper fear of no, 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 I can't, I can't work this much. I need to stop now or I'll get tired. And so it's like, I'm constantly putting the brakes on, even though I actually am so excited about what I'm doing. And I do think it's really, really slowed my progress and oftentimes completely derailed my progress. And so using this new rating system that I've come up with and that I use with clients now, which is I get a rating on the frequency, the intensity, the awareness around it, and the ability to pivot out of the pattern once you're in it. So if I were to rate the frequency of this pattern, I would say... This fear of getting tired, honestly, is something that comes up on a daily basis right now. The intensity of it has definitely shifted down over the last two years, I'd say, doing this deeper Evox work and emotional work. So right now, I would say the intensity is probably like a five, five or six, whereas maybe two years ago, it would have been honestly, probably an eight or nine. My awareness around it, honestly, I'd say that 
oftentimes when I'm in the midst of it, I'm still not super aware of it. I think my awareness as of now comes after the fact, like at the end of the day or a day later, maybe it's 50-50. I think 50% of the time I'm probably aware and I see what my subconscious is doing. It's like, oh, you don't want to get tired. You need to rest. And then the other 50% of the time I wake up tired and I just find myself in that pattern without really seeing it. So I'd probably put my awareness at a five right in the middle and then positive pivot or my ability to pivot out of it. In other words, once I'm aware that, okay, I'm in this pattern of being afraid of getting tired and that's leading me to want to stop working or take the day off. My ability to sort of say no to that pattern. Let me think about this. I think this might be right in the middle as well because I'm definitely becoming more and more aware of it. And so yes, when I am aware of it, I'd say 50% of the time I can pull myself out of it and keep going with my day. And then 50% of the time I end up putting the brakes on and slowing down and leaving work early or just sort of muddling through it and not really getting anything done. I was just talking with a client yesterday and saying, it feels good to have this new system for tracking progress because For example, if I was only to get a rating on what's the frequency of this pattern, well, what might shift first for them is their awareness around the pattern, but the frequency stays the same. And so if we're not getting a rating on each of these, it might feel on the client's end like there's not a lot of progress happening. Whereas, you know, they come in one week, you know, they come in week one and their awareness is a zero and their frequency is a 10, and then they come in week two and their frequency is still a 10, but their awareness has shifted to a five. That is progress. And that's important to be able to point out and go, yes, look at this progress we're achieving. And so that is why I've implemented this new rating system for myself and with clients to be able to really track the progress of this pattern and how it's shifting in their lives. So another Evox session done, another Evox podcast recorded. I can't believe we're halfway through the year. It's kind of wild to think that I have been doing Evox consistently for six months straight and so much has started to shift and I feel a little bit speechless even thinking about what will my life look like at the end of this year having done Evox for a year straight. It's exciting. I can't wait to see. It feels so fun to be going through this journey with myself. With that said, I'm very, very excited because come July, I'm going to be launching a new service, a new way to work with me that is still going to be along the lines of ultimately my goal, no matter what the service I offer, is to help clients break through the patterns that they feel stuck in. And there's many different ways to do that. And so this is going to be another service that I will be offering to help support that journey of understanding these patterns, understanding the subconscious roots of these patterns, working with nervous system balancing, somatic exercises, etc. So I can't wait to share more about this come July. That is just your little teaser. So with that, have an amazing weekend, everyone.